0: Welcome back to the first team, Joe DeLeon, Ryan Roberts. We're doing yet another Scouting Report episode. We're moving on to tight ends, which this year's tight end class, Ryan, is not the same as it was last year. But but the one key difference, we're going to get into this. I have some wild takes that I'm going to throw out there for for one individual. I just will say I don't think we're going to go down the same path we did with Michael Mayer with Brock Bowers. I I think that they're are less and I said this a couple shows ago the opposite I just think with Brock Bowers and I'm not trying to get too far ahead of ourselves here there's more applicable traits for the modern NFL that I can't imagine anyone is going to do mental gymnastics on but that being said I I mean like how do you think the whole class looks just before we get into breaking down Brock
1: Bowers from Georgia and Jatavian Sanders from from Texas it's grown on me a lot, actually. I, at first, really? I was like, "I, yeah." It has. I, 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 at first, I was kind of just like, "This is Brock Bowers and a couple of solid players, and then a whole lot of question marks." But the deeper I get into it, I've actually, I'm gonna t- tell you this, Joe. I guess a quick little, quick little heads up when we do our ranking show, uh, there's at least one. R- tight end that's going to be on my top 5 that we have not watched together this week. So there is uh, oh. there are some guys that I found, man. There's some guys that I found and I'm like I can get excited about a few of these guys. So I think the depth in this class is going to end up being a whole lot better than what I initially thought of it. So I'm I'm excited, man. I'm ex- I'm especially excited because mm-hmm. I there's one player that I I don't want to say found, right? Cuz he's a plays on a power five team (laughs) like it's not not like a found thing but one guy that I came across where I'm like oh I I can get behind this I get behind this so I think there's some stars to be had in this tight end group Mm -hmm. yeah
0: there are some interesting names that kind of stuck around and and we're gonna we're gonna end up unpacking all that this uh over the next week or so breaking down these these tight ends for for 2024 Brock Bowers let's start with him before yep. I, I go on uh, my little bit here with him, what background can you provide for Bowers? What because I One thing I will say that's really funny about him before you provide any of the, that recruiting context and all that stuff, him coming from Napa, California and playing yes. at Georgia is such a strange background for a guy this talented. It almost makes you wonder how the hell they even found him. But nonetheless, he's been probably the best tight end in college football, second to maybe Michael Mayer's production last year, um, yep. early
1: on, very early on in his career as a, a true sophomore so far. Well, he's he's an interesting player because, to your point, he's a California kid out of Napa. But he – Joe, I was looking at the recruiting rankings because I think that's a great – fun, like a fun way to start start conversations. And he was a consensus four-star player across the board. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he was a – under-recruited player. I mean, he's at the University of Georgia, right? Yeah. But he wasn't in the the top 100 of any recruiting ranking. I think the highest he ranked was, like, number 102 nationally by 247 Sports, I think was the highest, which is still very good. But there was one – I believe it was ESPN ranked him as only the number Mm. 212 player nationally in the country. So there was kind of a little bit of a wide opinion of Brock Bowers, the – Recruits coming out of Napa. And I I really don't think that he was quite as hyped up as I would think that he would have been because, I mean, he came into college football and he lit the world on fire. I mean, he was a star immediately for the University of Georgia. One cool note, he does come from an athletic family, but it's mostly on his mom's side. His mom, Deanna, was an All-American softball player for Utah State. So that's where he gets the athletic traits from, I guess. Is he Mormon? uh I, I don't know, man, but a, both his parents went to Utah State. So I don't know. Interesting. I mean, very random, uh-huh. as,
0: very random as well that they ended up in
1: California. I'll DM them and be, I'm, I'm going to DM Brock Bowers, and be like, hey, man, are you Mormon? And that's what I'm going to ask
0: him. Mormon. That is important for the evaluation. <laughs> Look, I, I'm going to just, before we really break him down, Here, here's my, my take on him. I haven't watched the quarterbacks yet, which I think are going to impact this take, but. Dude, I watch Brock Powers and I'm in love. I think that when it's all said and done, when we finish doing all these evaluations, I don't see how he's not the best prospect in this class, man. I I think that the impact, and at the very least, he's going to be in the debate. He's going to be up there within the top three or four guys when it's all said and done a month before the draft comes around. I don't see why you can't be excited about a player like this because he's rumored to run in the four threes and it's legit the speed that he brings to the to the field as a tight end is something that we Special. just we don't see there there are maybe a couple of guys in the NFL that run at this speed and can also change direction the way that he does run routes the way that he does have as good of hands as he does he is somebody that is so rare that you can say i can draft him and we can deliberately scheme our offense so that he is getting the ball as often as possible. He is the closest thing to a difficult to stop, I don't want to say unstoppable, difficult to because that would be very hyperbolic. Difficult to stop weapon in the NFL because he's fast, he's a good route runner. And then I just want to throw out there, we were talking about this before, he's not a great blocker because he's not a big guy, he's only 230. So he's on the lighter side. But I liked yep. the intent that he brought to blocking. I'm not gonna ask him to do it every snap, but he does it well enough where it gets the job done and maybe he can develop into somewhat of a blocker because he's at least not afraid to hit.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I, that was my first thing, Joe, is that like he is a good blocker as a perimeter <laughs> blocker. Like they use him on screens a whole lot and I'm just like, okay, yes. that at that in that area, he is plus. He's a good blocker out in space. In line, they don't really use him a ton in line because it's just not his I mean, game. I mean, he's yeah. he's listed at 230 pounds, which means might be 220-something. <laughs> like It's it's not inconceivable to think that he might be legitimately, at least last year, six foot three and a half, 225 pounds. Like, it's very possible. That being said, you always look for special traits this time of year, right? And you mentioned the speed. Speed's fantastic. 4-4-something four, four athlete. I think that he is going to run incredibly well. I think he's going to jump high. But, Joe, the special aspect that he has in his game is his acceleration. His acceleration is different, man. He gets up to his top speed in the blink of an eye. It takes no effort. He's literally a player that you could throw a bubble screen to, and he's going to be able to break an angle as a tight end because he is just so explosive when he gets the football in his hand guy that you can line up in the slot, you can line him up out wide. If you're able to match him up against a linebacker on the second level, good luck to your defense because that is just not going to end up well. This kid reminds me a whole lot, and you might not be able to remember this guy because you're a young cat, but Kelvin Winslow Jr. is a guy that pops in my mind so much. What? What? Why are you looking I, at me like that? What? Well, it's just one
0: of those names that you're like – Yes, athletically, I want to compare him to him, but then at the same time, he's also a terrible person. So it's like, okay, I don't know if I want to compare him to him, but
1: we're just talking about yeah. talent, Yeah, We're talking about talent. To, yes, yeah. from a yes.
0: talent perspective, yes. Brock Bowers will not
1: be Kellen Winslow Jr. off the field. Let's hope <laughs> not. Let's hope not. Yeah. But the, yeah. what, what made Kellen Winslow Jr. so impressive coming out of Miami and early on in his career with the Cleveland Browns was that he was a similar lightly built mismatched weapon, I had some ex- special acceleration, some rare ability to get up to his top speed and then be a 4-4-something athlete. I think that's what you see with Brock. Brock could legitimately, if he wanted to, play wide receiver at the next level. He could legitimately be a boundary receiver. He could legitimately be a big slot, and he would be very good in both those regards. So this kid's a mismatch weapon. He's a movable chess piece. However you want to coin him, I can't wait, Joe. We're going to have this point in this draft process at some point, like we did with Kyle Pitts, where everyone's like, can you really call him a tight end, though? And I'm going to say again, like I said at the time Kyle Pitts, I don't care what you label him as. He's a pass catcher, and he's a really good one, man. He's a rare one. So he has been dominant for Georgia the last two years, was dominant this year hmm. in, in, in the process of getting to a second straight and winning a second straight national championship. Brock Bowers is a special talent at the tight end position, big slot, whatever you want to call him.
0: But but to that point, there were concerns for Kyle Pitts being able to block it all. And look, I'm just going to be blunt. Kyle Pitts stinks as a blocker, and I'm tired of watching Arthur Smith force him to to play in line. It is one of the most disgusting things to watch in, in modern football. But like, I almost wonder and think that Brock Bowers might be able to figure it out. Like, I think that you could maybe – coach him up to not be a dominant in-line blocker, but like Travis Kelsey's not the best blocker, but he does. He is asked to block in line and play on the line of scrimmage from time to time, because you need to have that fold in your offense to create some level of deception. You can't always have him split out, but I think Brock Bowers can get to that level. If not, maybe be a little bit better because he shows that intent. I don't know if, I don't even think Kyle Pitts is ever going to, is ever going to reach that, but I don't know that as we try, we, we tried to do this last year. You and I were big Michael Mayer fans and he got drafted yes. later than we expected because he wasn't the plus staff th- plus athlete. And he slid a little bit down the board as the process went on. I, I still just, a stupid I'm,
1: process. Still a stupid process, Joe. It's a stupid process. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: But to, to reiterate my point from the beginning of the show, I do not see a world where Brock Bowers slides. I think that he is going to go in the same range as Kyle Pitts because there is that premium on uber-athletic tight ends that can attack defenses deep. There's just so few players like this in the NFL. And the argument could be made for Michael Mayer that there are enough different examples of those types of well-rounded, not-plus-athlete tight ends that made him slide
1: the way that he did. I, I think that he's going to be a top 10 pick when it's all said and done. He could be a top five pick. It's very possible mm-hmm. because I think that he's going to check a whole lot of boxes that the weight thing is going to be the biggest thing that people are going to talk about. I don't even care about the height thing. Like he's probably only going to be six, three, six, three and a half. I really don't care though. The weight thing though, for some teams, they're going to look at him and say, I don't know how much I can do with a 230 pound tight end." But if he goes to the combine and he is, 237 pounds. It's fine. It's fine because he's going to run fast. He's going to mm. jump high. He's going to test really well overall. He's going to have three years of production in the SEC at the University of Georgia. He's going to have at least two championship rings on his finger. Everyone's going to look at him and NFL GMs and gen- and scouts and decision makers. They're all going to get on board with Brock Bowers. So, yes, mismatch weapon, dynamic athletes. Three-year starter, University of Georgia, SEC conference championships on his finger. He's going to go top ten. Mm. I, I I would be shocked if he fell out of the top ten to fifteen picks. Would absolutely be shocked.
0: Yeah, we. Uh, I am. It sounds like you like him as much as I do, but. Or almost, I I like maybe like you. close. You're,
1: really? You're 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 just an SEC homer, so it sounds. No, more you, like that.
0: you said you think you like him more
1: than me. I said that I think he's the yeah. best player in the class. <laughs> yeah, I know, I, I know, but, but like that, that you say that you you, you're, you say that you like him that much. It, there's some context because you are an SEC homer, so everything I, gets. I'm not up a an SEC bit. homer. I'm from. I'm
0: from further north than you. Let's not forget. And I went to school even That's further north.
1: north. That doesn't matter.
0: What SEC bias do I have? Uh, What SEC bias do I
1: have? You do an SEC show. You love the SEC. You love the SEC. It's not an SEC show. It's a college football show. Oh, it's an SEC show. show. Uh, Every time I listen to it, it's talking SEC football. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what happens. Uh, (laughs) No 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 rebuttal
1: on that one. Speaking
0: of another guy who won't play in the SEC, but his team will eventually, Jatavian Sanders from Texas. Yes. I don't know why I thought I was expecting a little bit more. I'm not trying That's to fair. to be I'm not trying to be negative on Jatavian Sanders. I thought that he was a fine football player. I can yeah. see the possibility for him to rise throughout this process. Dude, what what background do you have on him? Because I know you had kind of talked about how you're a
1: um, you were a fan of him before he popped off last year. Yeah, I I actually re- recommended him to an agent like early part of last year, which isn't a big recommendation because. Went to Denton Ryan High School in the state of Texas. Was a five-star recruit. So it's not like I found Jatavion Sanders. Everybody knows who Jatavion Sanders was. He was Is it a- Jatavion or Jatavion? 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 I don't know, man. We're going to find okay. out at some point this cycle. We're going to find yeah. out at some point. So he's a physical culture and sports major, whatever that means. Five-star recruits. He was, re- he was recruited... As an athlete. So there were some colleges that liked him on the offensive side of the football, like Texas for one. There were other schools that liked him on the defensive side of the football as a defensive end. But regardless, high caliber player. Last year, I believe, I'm trying to look at the notes real quick on him. Yes, 20 tackles for loss, 11 sacks. Actually, that was as a junior. So he was a very dominant defensive player. Also, Joe, his last year, he pulled in 63 receptions for over 1,100 yards and 16 touchdowns in high school, which is just absolutely absurd, man. Absolutely absurd. So this is a dual-sport athlete. Also played basketball, I believe, for the high school. Was a multi-sport athlete. Chose Texas, obviously, to stay in the States. I mean, this this has been one of those kids that we've known about for years and years and years. Five-star. The question always was about Sanders was, where is he going to end up? On the offensive side of the football, defensive side of the football. Obviously, Texas was very adamant for him to play on the offensive football. Played a little bit as a freshman, but really showed out as a sophomore. Was an all Big 12 selection, over 50, uh, 54 receptions for over 600 yards, 613 yards, and five touchdowns as a true sophomore. So 6'4, 241 pounds. He has the namesake to him, which I think is part of why maybe he underwhelmed you slightly, is the fact that he is is a big name, five star type of kid. Well,
0: part of the reason why he underwhelmed me too is I worked in an office with three Texas guys, and all they would talk about is, "Have you? What do you think of Jatavian Sanders? Have you watched Jatavian Sanders? How do you not how have you not evaluated Jatavian Sanders?" Like they used to give me crap that <laughs> I didn't have like a grade on this kid. I'm like, dude, he's the, he's the class ahead of the one we're on right now. I'm not going to evaluate we'll him until we eligible. get there. Right, right. I can see him maybe improving. I can see the ceiling. I don't know if he's like a first round pick eventually. I don't know if that's in his in his in his capability of progression. I see that he's a great linear athlete. I think he moves up the field yes. really well. He accelerates well. He is somebody who I think is gonna attack defenses well up the seam, up the middle of the field, because he moves mm-hmm. moves well in a straight line. Asking him to change direction for me was a little sketchy. It was a little bit underwhelming. I don't know how much I can actually ask him to make cuts, run difficult routes that are going to ask him to cut back to the football. Those things weren't on tape for me. The other yeah. aspect of it, and I was saying this, this is also we were kind of going on this pre-show de- discussion on blocking. I am a, a, a sucker for physicality at any position. If you listen to me talk about any of these guys, the guys that I prop up are the ones that are physical but maybe don't put everything together just yet. I can find a way for a guy to work that's physical. Jatevian Sanders – Why did did
1: you like Elijah Cantan if you like physicality? Shut up. Uh, (laughs) Jatevian Sanders had no
0: effort as a blocker, no aggression as a blocker, no will to move guys, hit anybody. I I don't see any impact or any capability to be an impactful blocker. So that means I'm drafting a guy that is just a deep threat, that is going to beat you up the middle of the field, and I don't know if I can get anything else out of him. That's
1: where my, my I, pause is. I'm going to say a name, Joe. This is a comp. Ready? Mm-hmm. Jatavion Sanders reminds me a whole lot of Eric Ebron. I can see that. For the good and for the bad. Because the good, like you said, very athletic as far as explosive. He gets to his top speed very quickly. He can get on top of dudes. He is a – I mean, if you're asking linebackers to run with Jadavion Sanders, it's going to be a long day. Hmm. And the one other thing that I think he brings to the table that I didn't hear you mention. If you did, I'm sorry. My my ADHD may have kicked in at one point during this podcast. As it always does. Yes, it does. Sanders has some of the best hands – that I have seen of a tight end over the last couple of years, kid plucks the football very strong. But it, it's it's
0: see, like I wrote that down, and then there were a couple yeah. plays on film where I, I felt like he could have made catches that he didn't, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I was nitpicking. I said he had good hands. I didn't think that it was r- if I was ready
1: to put it in the elite category, but I can see that it being a positive. I think he's got really strong hands, man. I think that he plucks the football effortlessly. I also really like him after the catch. He's not the wiggle guy after the catch to make people mm. miss, but he can break some tackles and he's explosive and he can create some stuff, just running easy slide routes or delay routes. Like he can make some stuff happen after the catch. So after the catch linear and he's got really strong hands, really nice profile. I think, I mean, he's going to be a very vertically oriented tight end at the next level, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Cause I agree. He's a little tight because I don't think he's a naturally big guy. I think he's pumped up a little bit right now. I think he's holding 240 plus pounds, and it's not the most natural 240 pounds of all time. Like Brock Bowers right now, and I know that we're talking about one guy that's 240, one guy that's 230, but Brock Bowers, like he's not bulked, right? Like he's not Hulk and Hulk up anywhere. To Tavion Sanders, I feel like Texas put a bunch of weight on him. Because they're like, you need to be able to play in line a little bit in this offense. Yeah. And I just don't think that that is naturally what his body should look like. Because you are correct. And I texted you about this. The TCU game, I think, is a perfect illustration. He is not a blocker. He's not. he, no. he,
0: and he never will. The,
1: Probably not. He gets in the right spot at times. He can be a positional blocker at points. But he just does not have the desire or the physicality to be a plus blocker at the next level. He doesn't. I mean there are a couple reps against TCU, the one that I posted on Twitter especially where, man, like it's just – for a guy that is that well put together, doesn't bring a massive power profile as a blocker, which is just a little bit odd. So I think that he is a one-dimensional football player. I think he's a little bit limited as far as the route tree he's going to run, but I do think if you use him correctly – like Eric Ebron was used at points in his NFL career, he could be a productive football player he could be a good football player. It's just there are some inconsistencies that are deficiencies to his game that will, he just, he isn't transcendent. He's not scheme transcendent. No matter what team you drop Jatavian Sanders in, it's not like they could just be like, yep, he could fit us. Like, no, there's going to be some teams right. that he fits perfectly, there's going to be other teams that he does not fit at all. And that's just the reality that we're in.
0: So before we have to wrap right now, but before we do, you're yes. comparing him to e- Eric Ebron. Do you think he Get ever this. gets to that point where he can if you say he explodes this year and yeah. he's super productive, is he a guy who is a, a can be a top let's say top twenty pick? Do you think he ever reaches that? Because I don't know if I think he's
1: maybe back end of the first round is what I'm willing to to toss out there. I think he's a day two football player, but if you told me that he had just like this crazy season where he's like almost at a thousand yards or at a thousand yards and he's mm. on a good Texas team, could the NFL value him in the first round? It's possible. It's possible. And I think that it's, it again, if the team can utilize him correctly, I think that there is some merit to saying like, yeah, we can make that work. We can make that happen. But ultimately for me, I think he's a day two football player. Like i like him, but he is a little bit scheme specific to me. I think that he can be successful, but it is not in a lot of different outcomes. He has to be in the right situation yeah. for me.
0: Yeah. I graded him as a top 100 player. So I'm a little bit, little bit softer on him. Uh, but I, again, can see the progression, maybe he explodes, moves his way into the first round. It's, it's certainly possible because his ceiling is, is pretty good because of his athleticism at Joe DeLeon. Matt Ryzen draft. Hit subscribe. We'll be back with more. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.